Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday morning. Yep, another Friday. You made it through another week. Um, I was just saying to, to folks who have joined us on the line already, it's beautiful where I'm at. Today is supposed to be just an absolutely gorgeous day. Sunny, nice and warm temperature, not too hot, not too cold. Really looking forward to getting outside later today. Um, so this is the Friday morning leaders call. This is our live teaching call we host every Friday morning. Um, this is intended to be for those folks who are uh, looking to really just up-level their leadership ability. So they may or may not be in a, a leadership position or have a title. Uh, this is the place where we cover all things leadership. So this morning, I'm really, really excited because we're going to be talking about something that um, well, first of all, let me just say that it's definitely something that I am working on, okay? I have been working on it, I am working on it, and I have a sneaky suspicion I'll be working on it for the rest of my life, okay? So what we're talking about today is character. So we're going to talk about um, what it is, uh, can you change it, examples of what it looks like, and tips on how to grow, okay? Um, Sometimes I work with leaders, and when we get to this character issue, um, they say, Michelle, that's, that's like personal growth and development. That's not business growth and development, right? That's not professional. Um, and I have to explain to them that who you are shows up no matter where you are. This is not something that you do in the privacy of your own home. Actually, the things that, that make up your character People see that before they see anything else. So if we're talking about true up-leveling of your leadership, we have to go back to the basics of character. Okay? So John Maxwell says that having good character doesn't ensure success, but having poor character ensures you won't have success. Okay? I love that. So, you know, you can be a person of character and maybe not have the results necessarily that you want in life. However, you can rest assured that you're a person of character. Okay? People that have poor character, you may find that in certain times of their life, they can be considered quote-unquote successful, right? However, if you were to really dig deep into their life over time, you would notice that that's not exactly true. Okay, they're probably not very happy and fulfilled. They may say they are, they may act like they are, but are they really? Okay, so being a person of character is really a full-time job. And it's a you and you deal. Nobody else can do it for you, okay? And sometimes that really stinks. So as I was sitting and thinking about, uh, you know, examples that I could share with you about character, of course, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a lot about me personally, and do I really want to tell people all of that about me, right? But there's a few, I think, that are a little more general that everybody's going to be able to, to relate to. Um, so the, the first area that I often think of is marriage or, you know, in a relationship with a significant other. And I think this is forefront in my mind because actually – um, tomorrow, my husband and I will celebrate our 17th wedding anniversary. Uh, we haven't killed each other yet, but there definitely is still time. Um, and 
it's funny because, you know, when you come up on an anniversary, there's the typical, you know, what were we doing 17 years ago today, you know, that kind of thing. And so yesterday I was reminded, oh, yes, 17 years ago yesterday, I came into Mount Pleasant, which is where we got married, and my husband had one job. Uh, his one job was to go and get our marriage certificate. Well, he did not know at the time that it was a three-day waiting period. So do the math. Yeah, Thursday before you get married on Saturday is not three days. So the court basically told us you, can, you can't get married. <laughs> so imagine that. I've come into to town two hours with my, with my whole family. We've got 200 guests coming. We've been preparing this for months. And I love this man, right? And he tells me this, and I'm like, oh. And so I remember at the time thinking, yeah, no big deal. We'll work it out, right? And we did. Of course we did. We, we eventually got married, right? Um, so we secretly, uh, we worked it out with our pastor where we actually had our ceremony on the 10th of August. Um, but we did not become legal until the 12th. So on Monday, we couldn't go on our honeymoon. We had to stick around town. Uh, we gathered up two random people that were at our wedding that happened to work in Mount Pleasant. That, and that on that day, we said, come on, your, your lunch break is coming to the courthouse with us. Uh, so we actually now have two anniversaries. We have the 10th, which is our ceremony, and the 12th, which is our legal update. So yes, we have two anniversaries every year, and yes, he has to get me a gift on both days. Uh, so, you know what, sometimes when you're in these relationships, you want to fight, you want to yell, you want to scream, right? And a person of character takes a breath and listens and tries to empathize. And that right there is really hard to do, isn't it? And then I, I also think about kids. So just yesterday, now I've had a, a, an incredible run this summer. My children have been extremely active. They're 10, 12, and almost 15. Um, they have been doing all kinds of wonderful things. And this week was the first week that all three of them have been home together. Um, wow, it, I forgot, number one, the, just the sheer amount of noise. Uh, but the fighting and, you know, the mess. My my house looks like I've lost a game of Jumanji here. It's crazy. Um, and you just yesterday I had to remind myself several times that killing them would mean going to jail, and I wouldn't like that, okay? So having kids, especially more than one, can, can really try a person's character. Um, and coworkers, right, that sometimes they just have the ability to bring out the worst in a person, don't they? I have the pleasure and joy and blessing, in my opinion, of working with a lot of dysfunctional teens. I think it's a blast. So I'll come into a team and try to figure out, you know, what are the issues that are holding them back and how can I help them? And I tell you what, that you can tell a person of character when something funky is going on inside a team and their reaction is peace and calm, at least on the outside, right? Um, and in-laws, need I say more, right? So these are just the natural kind of uh, relationships and, and situations and circumstances we find ourselves in, um, and our character will come out, okay? So um, the good news, though, is that you can always change it. 
So let's say you're having these interactions and you realize, man, this isn't the person that I want to be. Your past is not a predictor of your future success. Your past is not a predictor of your future success. Thank goodness, right? You can change. So there's two aspects of character that I really want to highlight for you because they keep popping up. Um, no matter who I work with, whether it be an individual or it be a group, these two pieces of character really need to be addressed. And honestly, again, these are two areas that I am working on myself, okay? So we're going to talk about self-management and we're going to talk about courage. I'm going to share several things with you about each one of those, and then I'm going to issue three challenges for you, okay? So self-management. Um, author and speaker Ruth Haley Barton says, we set young leaders up for a fall if we encourage them to envision what they can do before they consider the kind of person they should be. What she's speaking about is the strengthening of character that comes from good self-management. I love this. I um, have three of my coaching clients, and I know some of them are actually listening, so hello, you know who you are, um, that got their dream job this summer. Um, They're heading into uh, some sort of educational supervisory role, okay? And through that role, they are able to um, impact and influence so many other people. And it's really encouraging. And so, of course, now our coaching calls are very different, and they're asking, you know, well, what should I do? What should I do? And I said, now, wait a minute. You know, we've been talking for months, sometimes years, about who you should be when you become a leader. I said, that conversation doesn't stop. Let's remember who you want to be as a leader so that when you walk in that door, you are focusing on the most important part of yourself, which is that character. And the work will find you. Believe me, you don't have to make up the work. It will always find you, okay? Also, character is not about intelligence, okay? It's about making right choices, okay? Um, David Gergen, he was a political commentator who worked in several White House administrations. Uh, he points out that if intelligence and character were the same thing, then Presidents Nixon and Clinton would have been two of the best presidents. He said, capacity counts, but once a candidate passes that test, character counts even more. So, of course, you've got to be able to do the job, right? But you have to be a person of character in order to do the job well. Many leaders actually score high on IQ, but they are very low on, uh, if you want to call it CQ, character quotient, right? So to increase your character, you have to practice this area of self-management. And one of the best ways to help yourself do that is to establish what we call character guardrails, right? Um, so really it's, it's the, the guidelines that are going to keep you within where you want to go, right? If you think about a road, you know where you're going at the end of the road, right? But what if you come upon a mountain pass and it's kind of a tricky situation? How are you going to make sure that you don't fall off the mountain? Well, you need to have guardrails, and those guardrails are really your, uh, your items of character, okay? So you make this decision before you're in a tough situation. 
Okay, not when you are, because let's face it, that's not the time to be making decisions, right? So uh, it's easier to manage yourself if you've made those decisions related to your values before you have an issue. Okay, um, do you value honesty and integrity? Okay, if you do, then what's your guardrail? What won't you do? Right? So decide that before you face temptation. Do you value relationships? If so, what's your guardrail? What must you do to maintain relationships? Okay, so you want to identify your values and decide what boundaries you're not going to cross before you're tempted to cross them. So one of the things, uh, many years ago, actually, I had a, a mentor guide me through this process and and it was basically the same thing he said michelle if you had to boil down um what you want your life to be for the rest of your life what 10 values could you live by boy that was a hard activity <laughs> um first of all it was hard coming up with values i didn't even know really what that meant um, and then once i got them flowing it was like oh how can you choose just 10 right so um, eventually we, we worked on it. I'm going to share with you my list of 10 values. Now, again, just as with many things that I share with you, this is mine. So you may find that there are things on here you, that you agree with, and there may be things on there that you're like, yeah, that's important, but maybe not my thing, right? Um, the order that I put them in is really important for me. Obviously, it may not be the order that you would put these in, okay? I'm just telling you that because I don't want you to think that I'm going to write these 10 things down and there you go, I'm done with it. Like, there, there has to be some measure of uh, thinking and struggling through this process for yourself because then when you get down to the end, it's more meaningful. All right, so my 10 are faith, family, health, finances, thinking, relationships, generosity, growth, attitude, and commitment. Now, at different times, I would say that I could change the order of these, right? And at different times, I'm going to be higher or lower, right, if I were to rate myself in each one of these. However, I have made the commitment that this is, these are my guiding principles, right? So when it comes down to, you know, making decisions about my business, uh, making decisions about my parenting, making decisions about investments, I have to come back to this, okay? And I also have some non-negotiables, right? So, um, no, I'm not going to tell you about that because I'm going to share some, with some challenges with you here in a minute, and that's some, some great examples. All right, let's talk about courage. Courage is another aspect of character that a lot of people are lacking. Courage makes character possible, okay? It empowers us to do what's right in the face of fear, okay, fatigue, uncertainty, confusion, okay? Character is not developed in ease and quiet. Did you hear that? Character is not developed in ease and quiet. Only through experiencing um, trial, suffering, right, can the soul really be strengthened. Okay, so there's times in every leader's life when he feels obligated to take people 
where he himself has not yet gone, right? To talk, to um, talk farther than he has walked, right? So think about it. If you're trying to grow your team, I right now I'm trying to make some decisions in my business. I know, I know, I know, I know. I see it clearly. I see the vision. I know I need to make these decisions in my business, and I'm struggling. And so sometimes I just need to say, Michelle, take courage, do what you know is right. Okay? So let me share with you these challenges. So these are your three challenges to grow. I think you're going to understand the, the values and the courage a little bit more when I share the challenges with you, okay? You may want to write these down. So if you're able to, and it's safe, so you're not driving, uh, you can write these down. If not, you can come back to about the 17-minute mark, and you can write these down later, okay? So the first challenge is to embrace good values, okay? So do you know what your values are? If you had to list 10, what would they be? Do the people in your life who are closest to you know what your values are? If you were to ask them, what do you think my values are, what do you think they would say? And if you're really brave, ask them, okay? Have you written down your values? I wrote down my values. I printed it out. I numbered them. They're in a list. Um, I actually am staring at them right now. I pulled them off the, the wall this morning and I put them on my computer. So I have them right there, okay? I look at them regularly. Actually, um, there was a time when I was doing kind of a time study. So I would go through and I would uh, look at the work that I was doing. And um, anytime I would put anything on my calendar, uh, and this must have been a, an activity I was doing with my coach, because I don't think I do this on my own. Uh, I would go through every single thing that went on my calendar. I had numbered my 10 values, and I had to go through and I had to place a number of the value. Okay? This was eye-opening, because there were many things that I found out that were labeled a number 10, which is commitment and nothing else. So I was fulfilling that one thing because I committed to it, but I was not doing it because it helped with faith, family, health, finances, thinking, relationships, generosity, growth, or attitude. Okay, so I had to ask myself, is this thing important enough to only fill one of my values? And honestly, the answer was no. So I had to say, start saying no to that kind of work. Okay, I'm so glad that I did. I really am because honestly, we wouldn't be on this call this morning if I hadn't said no. Okay, um, what do you stand for? Okay, so when you're creating your list of values, it's not okay to, to say, well, I don't want to do this or I don't want to live this way. No, 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 no. Think about what you're for. Okay, so when you're, let's say my number four is finances. Okay, um, I'm going to put healthy finances, right, um, or fiscal responsibility or something like that. I'm not going to put stay out of debt, okay? I, I wish I had time to go into the uh, mindset and thinking philosophy behind that. I just don't. So if you could just believe me and write down the things that you're for, you will be better off for it, okay? If you want um, a good book to help you guide through this process a little bit, 
John Maxwell has written The 21 Qualities of a Leader. It's a little tiny book. Um, it goes through 21 different characteristics. Uh, it's a really good one. So if you're looking for 10 of them for your list, you could go through. He explains what each of them are. He uses great stories, examples, and quotes, okay? All right, so your second challenge is to practice self-leadership. Okay, so self-leadership, if you were to boil it down, means doing the right thing even when you don't want to and not doing the wrong thing even when you want to. Okay, so remember those examples I shared with you at the beginning? Yeah, so instead of yelling and screaming, you're trying to listen and understand. Okay. Determine your values and you've already made the choice, okay? So again, once you know what your guardrails are, when you're in those difficult times, it becomes easier. So some of the things that I've kind of developed over time um, based on my values are, uh, many of you know with, the, with three kids um, and they're in three different schools this year, there's two different bus drop-offs. It, it's a whole nightmare, honestly. Um, and I was looking at the school calendar and, and my heart was beginning to race and I was, I had to actually walk away and do some breathing exercises because I was getting a little overwhelmed. Um, so I have a philosophy that has come out of my list of values. Don't drop the same ball twice in a row. So it's unrealistic to think that um, you know, I am, I'm the owner of, of two businesses, uh, trying to grow one, you know, pretty much full-time myself and, and helping another one. I'm trying to finish my PhD dissertation. I've got three kids and all their stuff, right? And every once in a while, I do like to see my husband. <laughs> so it's unrealistic to think that I'm not going to drop something. I am very committed to making things work, and I'm also one person. So that philosophy is helping me stick and stay true to my values, okay? Also, um, in business, I want to give more use value than cash value. So that's a part of the, the generosity part. So what that means is that I want to make sure that whenever I'm doing, let's say I'm, I'm getting ready, actually tomorrow is the official start to my busy season. So I will be um, pretty much traveling for the rest of the month. Um, so just so you know, if you need to get a hold of me, good luck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but when I'm doing training or speaking events, I want to make sure that I am over delivering. That is a value to me. I'm giving the people more than what I'm paid to give. Okay, so always exceeding expectations. Okay, another one that's really important for me in several of these values is um, we call it Ahab, A-H-A-B, always have a book, okay? That's our Ahab philosophy. So it does not matter where you're, you're going. If you are leaving the house, you grab a book, okay? So it's, these are the principles that directly flow out of the values I set for myself, okay? Now, now just imagine that. The idea of cutting myself a little bit of slack, doing everything I can, and not getting um, myself worked up about the things I can't, um, always exceeding everybody else's expectations and being as generous as possible, and always having a book. Think about those three things. That's self-leadership, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that is going to change you as a person so that when those difficult moments come, you are a different person facing those difficult moments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, and so the third challenge is really to value people. Okay, put other people first. So the focus is really off of you, and that builds your character. Okay, what can you do every day to express value and gratitude to another person? Okay, and maybe, and especially, a difficult or a challenging person. You know, um, John shared this experience. This was several years ago when I first met him in person. He was doing a teaching on valuing people, and he said um, that he has a value that every single day he does something for somebody who has absolutely no ability to do something for him. He says typically it's it's somebody maybe um, you know John is a um, a worldwide speaker so there's often times when he um, you know he doesn't come right in the front door of a hotel right <laughs> okay they they take him through these back channels and you know all of these hallways and usually the kitchen so that you know he can come into the backstage area and he can you know be on stage and he says there's all kinds of people that you meet there that you normally wouldn't place a high value on. And he says, this is where I practice my character. I love that. Okay, how do you practice your character? Is it with the people, you know, your boss, where you know you need to, to be a person of character? Or is it with the, the person who literally can't do anything else for you? Okay, how, how are you expressing value and gratitude to other people? So just this morning, I wanted to share this. I was reading, um, I've been going through a study with James Allen. Um, he, many of you know he wrote um, As a Man Thinketh. And this one is called Above Life's Turmoil. So it's, it's really talking about basically being a person of character. But there's a quote here that I want to share with you. He says, if a man will admit cherish and brood upon thoughts that are pure and good, those thoughts, just as surely as the impure, will grow and gather force and at last attract to themselves the opportunities which will enable them to ripen and to act. So he's basically saying, you know, whatever you think about comes into reality. And we tend to think that these, uh, what he talks about as opportunities to act, you know, we look at those circumstances and situations and we tend to blame the other person, right? When in reality, we could have a very different interaction if, if we change our thoughts and become a person of character, okay? It's huge. Um, again, I wish I had more time for that, but I, I clearly don't this morning. We're running out of time as it is. However, as we are wrapping up, there is one thing. So for your homework, I know I gave you the three challenges. John has come up with 15 amazingly powerful questions to really help you examine your character. I'm not going to give you the 15 questions. If you want the 15 questions, please email me, okay? And for those of you who are listening live, if you email me by 
um, noon today, I can guarantee that I'm going to give you those questions by the end of the night. Um, if you email me after, you will get a response back that pretty much says wait until September, okay? So if you want them immediately, for those of you who are on with us live, because you're here live, I want to honor that and I will commit to getting you those questions by midnight tonight, okay? For anybody else, feel free to email me. Um, it's Michelle, so M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at grow by one, G-R-O-W, B-Y and the number one dot com. Um, and I would gladly send you that list of 15 questions, okay? I'm sure it's one of those that's going to really help you in this process of developing your values, okay? All right, so next week our topic is on inner circle. This is one, listen guys, this is one you are not going to want to miss. We're going to do a deep dive into those people that influence you and those that you want to influence you. So we're going to talk about those people that influence you, those people that you want to, maybe those people that you don't want to. I'm going to give you some suggestions about how to kind of design your life in such a way that you have an inner circle around you who are supporting and growing you, okay? This is one of the keys to success of great leadership. You are not going to want to miss this one, okay? All right, again, and for those of you um, who are not familiar, go ahead and connect with our podcast. Uh, we can be found anywhere where you find podcasts, and the title is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for those of you who are on the line with us live. Many blessings to you and those listening to the recording. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I truly appreciate it. I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.